1: Hello, and welcome to this edition of Faith with Father. I'm your host, Tim Perry, and with me today in studio is Father Nicholas Mancini, currently the pastor of Sacred Heart of Mary Parish in Louisville, and he's the spiritual director for us here at Living Bread Radio. Good morning, Father. Good morning, Tim. It's great to see you again. Thank you. Today we're going to continue our discussion from the UCAT, the Youth Catechism of the Catholic Church, about what we believe is Catholics. And today we're going to talk about our conscience. So Father 295 in the UCAT asks,
2: what is conscience? A conscience is the inner voice in a man that moves him to do good under any circumstances and to avoid evil by all means. At the same time it is the ability to distinguish the one from the other. In the conscience God speaks to man. Conscience is compared with an inner voice in which God manifests himself in a man. God is the only one who becomes apparent in the conscience. When we say, I cannot reconcile that with my conscience, this means for a Christian, I cannot do that in the sight of my Creator. Many people have gone to jail or been executed because they were true to their conscience. So it's important to have a well-formed conscience so that we can determine what's
1: right and what's, what's wrong. Yes. So today, in 296, it says, can someone be compelled to do something that is against their conscience?
2: No, one may not be compelled to act against his conscience, provided he acts within the limits of the common good. Anyone who overlooks the conscience of a person, ignores it, and uses coercion violates that person's dignity. Particularly nothing else makes man more human than the gift of being able personally to distinguish good from evil and to choose between them. This is so even if the decision seen in an objective light is wrong. Unless man's conscience has been incorrectly formed, the inner voice speaks in agreement with what is generally reasonable, just, and good in God's sight. Okay, this next question, 297, can a person form his conscience? I think once again, let's take a look at what the Second Vatican Council has to say about this. In the formation of their consciences, the Christian faithful ought carefully to attain to the sacred and certain doctrine of the church. For the church is, by the will of Christ, the teacher of the truth. So there now the council is telling us that in the formation of our conscience, we ought to look for the church for guidance. And the church gives us this guidance. And, as we point out here, can a person form his own conscience? Well, yes. In fact, he must do that. The conscience, which is innate to every person endowed with reason, can be misled and deadened. That is why it must be formed into a fine-tuning instrument for acting rightly. And the Church gives us all of these guides and helps to do that. And I think we pointed some of those out uh, last time. You know, the, the commandments, the sacraments, uh, the precepts of the church, uh, doing good, living the beatitudes, the corporal spiritual works of mercy, all of these things form the goodness of our conscience because they are good in the eyes of God. And we know how the devil tries to take what is good and turn it into evil, uh, you know, by breaking God's commandments, stealing, murder, uh, adultery, uh, not going to church, missing mass, uh, swearing, cursing. All of these things the devil will try to tempt us with to form a bad conscience and to say, oh, all of that church stuff is no good. Follow me. You know, do what you want to do. You don't need rules. But yet the Second Vatican Council was telling us in the formation of our conscience what we must do as Christian faithful to live in the spirit and the love of God by forming good, clear consciences based on the spiritual values of faith itself. Father, it would seem to me as I look around today, not just in our own
1: country, but throughout the world, (laughs) most people don't go to church. And I've heard a lot of reasons, uh, particularly from people who I know pretty well, and their comment is, I don't need to go to church. I don't see why I should go. Mm -hmm. And what would you say to
2: somebody if they would say that to me. How should I answer that? What do you have better? What do you have to replace going to church? What do you feel is better than not going to Mass? Is it better to stay home and brood over something that, you know, happened last week? Uh, Do you feel comfortable staying in bed? What what turns you away from God and His church? I think we have to look at the source. And nine times out of ten, the source is excuses. Oh, I get nothing out of going to Mass anymore. Uh, The Second Vatican Council said, oh, you don't have to go every Sunday. Self interpretation becomes evil because you're turning something good into evil. The Second Vatican Council never said that. The Second Vatican Council, in fact, encourages us to be spiritual people, living instruments of faith, going to Mass, practicing our faith, living it, becoming evangelizers unto others, forming good consciences in the Christian realm, in the light of the documents of the Church. And to live faith actively. So sometimes people look for excuses, and sometimes they trap themselves in their own excuse because they just don't know what to say or how to answer.
1: Mm -hmm. Another good example is uh, recently the popes had made some remarks about abortion and other issues. Yes. And unfortunately the media, as you use -hmm. the word self-interpreted it, and they tried to take the Pope's words and turn it around like uh, the, the church has changed its teachings, for example. Right. And the church has not changed its no. teachings. And in fact, our Holy Father, Pope Francis, was emphasizing that, not, that we shouldn't follow rules. Yes, we need to follow the rules. But his point was to take into consideration the person. To exactly. put the person first and to have compassion mm-hmm. and love for the person and And again, go back to that old saying to hate the sin and to love the sinner, right? So again, uh, the media has taken it upon mm-hmm. itself to misinterpret our holy Father's words, and I think a lot of people do that today. They don't think they need to go to church because they have their own way of loving God or their own mm-hmm. way of worshiping God. But as you pointed out so beautifully is we can't get the teachings of the church unless we go to go to the church and go to church or talk to a priest. Right. We can't
2: get that from the world. We're certainly not going to get it from the media. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's sad because I know a lot of pastors say the same thing or they see it in their parishes as I do. Sunday morning for religious instruction classes, parents will drop their kids off, either sit in the car, drink coffee, or read the newspaper, or go and then come back and they won't come in for Mass, but yet want their children to receive the sacraments. That doesn't make any sense. No. Where is that compassion in forming a good conscience for family? If mom and dad aren't going to Mass, why should I go to CCD and go to Mass? We learn by example. And so I think, too, and I know the popes have emphasized this. Many scholars have said it. We've lost a generation of individuals who do not, do not give of themselves to the church. But yet when it comes time for certain things, they want the church. Church is everything at all times to everybody. It's living it. It's just not Sunday morning going to Mass, which is all important. But it's living faith daily through my actions and good works, forming good consciences, seeing to it that my children are reared in the faith as I made that promise at baptism. That was one of the things that is pointed out. See to it that your children are reared in the faith. That doesn't mean that, okay, I take them and drop them off for CCD or just make sure they go to parochial school, but that means I must be part of their lives with them in that catechetical program, in that parochial school, in Sunday Mass, in our prayer life, in our devotions we do them as a unit, as a family. And until we come to that reality, then we're going to have this sort of hit and miss idea. And I think Pope Francis and uh, Pope Emeritus Benedict was trying to emphasize the need to pull back in through evangelization those that need to understand what church is, and what it can be for them. I know in my own life, Father, looking back,
1: it was all about me, and it was about me being selfish. And again, as I look back, I realize that what I had to do to turn my life around was to completely and totally surrender to Jesus. Once I did that, not only could I put God first in my life, but I could go to Mass every week and eventually, I started going every day in an effort to not only put God first, but to ask the question, mm-hmm. is what I'm thinking and saying and doing pleasing to God? Is what, how I'm living my life, is it pleasing to God? And then that can carry over into everything else that I do.
2: Yes, that is so important. And once we understand that and form good consciences in faith, then the reality of people coming home will be seen in the love that they will learn again in Christ Jesus the Lord. Well said, Father, and it's important that we know what the Ten Commandments are.
1: Take the test, say the Ten Commandments, look them up online and see if you're right. There you go. We've been listening to Father Nicholas Mancini from Sacred Heart of Mary in Louisville. Thank you, Father, for sharing those thoughts with us. This has been Tim Perry for Faith with Father and Living Bird Radio saying, God loves you more than you can even imagine. For now,
0: this has been Faith with Father, a production of Living Bread Radio in Canton, Ohio. For an audio archive of this program, log on to livingbreadradio.com and click on Faith with Father. If you have a question or comment about today's program, email us at askfather at livingbreadradio.com and join us again next time for another edition of Faith with Father